I don't know if there's... Yeah. You don't know? I, I, don't, I don't know how well the Echo's going to go. It's all right. It's fine. It's good. We've been looking for guests. Yeah. Might as well be a slightly delayed version of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually just ourselves. Yeah. Slightly delayed. I'm going to have to move my mic because yeah. I'm sat on a throne and Steve's on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. He's just uh, getting to grips with his house. Yeah. yeah. Feel the vibrations, mm. the echoes, the yeah. carpet. Well, I, I didn't really take into account buying furniture after you'd bought the house. So I just, bought this house? No, no, me. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so I can't afford a chair right now. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. You can always make some out of the carpenter's bench of serial killer outside I've in the back garden. perfectly good floor. Yeah. What's, you know, it's Moroccan, isn't it? Are they? Is the, it? What, to sit, sit on, on the floor? floor and eat with your hands. Is that Moroccan? They dine. I think so. Oh. They invented it. <laughs> they invented eating on the floor. They invented the floor. Oh, fuck. Before that, it was ground. And then came in the ground floor, which was a horrible merger. Yeah. Where <laughs> Before carpets. The ground believers got together with the floor believers. And yeah. They created a Macy's. Constant issues of molehills in the living room. Molehills? Yeah. Oh, you mean mountains? <laughs> sure. What? <laughs> Let's play this weird circle of word yeah. games that we just we, don't, we can't afford Scrabble or Boggle. No, Boggle I never, was a stupid game. I never played it. No? No, I, no, I understand it. I just never played it. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I get the intention. You know, put words in a box, shake the box. I get it. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Find mm-hmm. a word out of these nine letters. See how many words you can make in a minute. All right. <laughs> stop. No, no, so there's four letters. No, please stop. <laughs> just end it all. <laughs> Yeah. I never agreed to this. That's, I can't, that's too many lies. <laughs> I've got two boggles, and both of them I want to leave. <laughs> yeah. it's, a weird, it's a weird game to come up with. Because you've got people who may come up with board games, and then there are these like trivia games. I mean, a, what Trivial Pursuit is the laziest form of board game design I think I've ever imagined. Yeah. Move around a board, we'll just ask you questions. Yeah. What about where I am on the board? Well, I'd just probably change the question. Insanely popular, though. Yeah. People like it's... to think they're clever. Yeah. I, there's, there's, a, there's a love of kind of being right about something, which I understand to a degree. But then that doesn't mean you should make a pie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it with your... F- I'm right. No, I'm right. Well, we're all right. That can't be right. Yeah. You know, one of us has to be right and one of us has to be wrong. Yeah. And then you get the glory at the end of making a pie of many colours. Like Joseph, but yeah. in the kitchen. Joseph? Joseph oh, in his coat of many colours. I thought it was a Technicolor. I thought he... What was that, in stereo? <laughs> yeah. Technicolor was like an in stereo thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Technicolor was a type of film that they used when they first came out. with. Co- there were two companies that came up with colour film, and Technicolor was one of them. And I think that was like Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then that went out of business because soon enough people just looked behind the curtain and they were like, nah, this is, this <laughs> is nonsense. Yeah. Nah, the future's black and white. Yeah, it's orange. Yeah. Those are actually good adverts. I, I seem to remember, I'm, I mean, I was enjoying the adverts before a film because the future's white, the future's future is, orange. The future's bright, the future's orange. Bright, yeah. not white. And then they started, was it orange that did the movie making ones? I don't know. Where they, the, you, you had like a team, like a panel, and there was someone like pitching movie ideas to them. Yeah, the yeah orange. Yeah. And then they were like, turn your phone off. Like, all right, that's a great way to advertise your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't films great? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop talking. 
yeah. I went to see um, the Black Panther film. Oh yeah, recently. Yeah, have you, do you are you aiming to see it? At yeah, yeah. Place? We do. We just insanely busy recently. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what to. it's about? Uh, I know the character. You showed up in the in the other film, so I know. I don't, I don't know what the film is about, and to be fair, I don't know the history of that character whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I saw, I saw him in the other film. That's about. I've my seen the film. I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> like I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I think it's probably at this point. I think it's me. Yeah. I'm just getting that whole thing of like this isn't music. There's old people like hearing new music. Like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> yeah, like this is terrible. Well, this isn't a song. And I'm getting that so much with films and, and yeah. television shows. This isn't a film. <laughs> well, it's just like you see. I mean, what was the other one? Thor Ragnarok. I've not watched that one. It's just like, uh, well, uh, the what the things you said. The tree dude. Yeah. What they were they? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't get on board with them at all. No. And what, I can definitely describe why they're not films that I like, but, yeah, or so many films in a row. Mind you, they've, they've all been kind of Marvel films because not many films have been coming out recently. No, it's, it's like Marvel have just Marvel taken push. over film. Yeah, and they've all just been of the same kind of uh, ilk that I didn't like. Yeah, that's so the thing. It, it could they've, just got, be... they've got a very certain tone to them, generally, and if you don't like that tone... Then you're not going to enjoy the films. Well, you see that tone. Well, in the in because well, old Marvel films were good, in my opinion. And Wait, then what, what do you class as old? Stuff like Iron Man, uh, the first Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, up up until Captain America, and then Captain America was just a bit off, a bit bad. For yeah, me. Captain America. And then America's, it started to crumble for me. Captain America's been a bit shit before that. The last one was good. Um, the fuck is it? The uh, Civil War. Yeah. I like yeah. the Civil War one. I thought that was, it was, it was. I think was, I saw that in the background because it was pretty much an Avengers film, mm. but just Captain America based. But that's yeah. really the only one of the Captain America ones I've liked. Well, all of my criticisms of the Marvel films of, like, say, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok have been like, "What? This is completely pointless. Why have they put this in?" And mm. the argument that everyone's given me has been, "Yeah, but you don't understand because actually, in the next couple of films, they, that's going to be really relevant." Right. And it's like, okay. And then it came to Black Panther. So why was this like, oh, I, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, probably something's going to... Because it hasn't been developed as much or whatever. Yeah. But the, the weirdest thing about it was it just felt like um, there was no long story to it. It was just right. a lot of short scenes. So there's a car chase, right? Mm. But the car chase is broken up into two or three scenes. Yeah. Or two or three storylines in this car chase thing mm. and then each one is like a minute and then that's completely told like oh so what did she do in this in this car scene oh she did this um ba -ba -ba -ba. okay and then on to the next scene and then it ends with just someone going should we just stop <laughs> oh that's it okay <laughs> what right. was the point of that whole thing it just we just wanted a car chase scene in it yeah and we liked the sit the image of the black panther on top of a car so we'll put that in a lot, even though it's kind of irrelevant, but we'll just put it in. <laughs> Panthers love cars. Yeah, it is. Panthers, yeah, it is. Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford. Just, <laughs> just goes into it. And then, yeah, it just felt like, I mean, if you were to split the film up into three acts, which I think people do, yeah. like the first two were just kind of like, this is completely pointless. Like, yeah. Why, why is it? But yeah, it, this has happened so often now that I kind of go, maybe it's just me. Because the last great film I saw was like Django or... Um, uh, seven Psychopaths, or another Seven film. Psychopaths was good. Yeah. Um, 
But I, d- I just I don't go to the cinema that much to be honest. So I don't. Well, that's the other thing. I think there's just not much on. Yeah. But yeah, that, <laughs> the Black Panther thing had a load of funny media stuff around it because mm. it's very ethnic advertised. Yeah, it's being this... advertised as the most one of the most ethnic films in Hollywood at the moment. To be honest, I, I, I see that, and I'm just like I I really don't think it's as big a deal as you think it is. As in, if you if if you make a good film, it doesn't matter what yeah. race people are. Just make a good film. Yeah, yeah. But there, there was a storyline about this being about specific ethnicities and stuff yeah. like that. But I agree with you. I think anyone who was pushing that kind of, oh, yeah, but it's really ethnic. You're like, yeah. well, okay, I don't yeah. care, but okay. Um, but <laughs> because of the crazy people that that was trying to appeal to, there mm-hmm. were also crazy people reacting to it. Yeah. To the point where I think there was one tweet going around of somebody saying, um, I don't think white people should go to see this film until, <laughs> uh, because they'll be soaking up the black joy um, from the cinema. So how long would it be appropriate to wait to go to see this film? I, it's and unbelievable. You, <laughs> yeah, you realise, like, like, so weird. The highest paid actor in Hollywood for years was Will Smith. Like, yeah. can't say you don't don't have anything like if you should <laughs> like I'm, I'm not saying there's a fucking quota i don't believe that there is but like it's it's not a, I, the people that say that are the one are the only ones that are boiling it down to skin color well that's the thing it's just yeah there are people who will make an argument out of anything mm. and if they're i mean the, the the sillier the sillier the arguments get the more ridiculous it gets like what there were not enough women in dunkirk was one of the things and it's like, well, that's because there weren't yeah. any women in, in Dunkirk. Yeah. So do you want... What, what do you want? There are not enough men in this movie about the, suffrag- the, the suffragettes. suffragettes. Yeah. Yeah. Women know. of Troy, not enough men. <laughs> this is to play with three like, women throughout the whole thing. They're also like... Um, oh, it's, it's great to see like uh, a, a black superhero film for the first time. It's like, do, do you not remember Blade? Yeah, like, yeah. And Blade was a Marvel character. But this, this is the thing. Is it's got... So I think it kind of has nothing to do with anything. Nah. This is people trying to cause conflict yeah. where there is no conflict. Is it a good film? Yes or no? Yeah. That's well, just, just did you enjoy it? Like, yeah. is, is it good? No. Well, I, personally, I think it would be better for more Polynesians to be in films so that yeah. Polynesian kids can have a dream of becoming film stars. Yeah. Like, okay, fair enough. And if That's you're enjoying you a film, like because it's got black people in it or because it's got white people in it, then. You, you're fucking pointless. Mm. Your view does not matter. Well, it's just again, it's people trying to cause conflict where there's no conflict, yeah. and that's by definition kind of it can be crazy. Yeah, and so trying to argue against crazy just kind of goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of gets out of hand. <laughs> well, it's like um, I saw an article. There was yeah, there's a Florida shooting last week. Yeah, yeah, and. You got all these reactions to it of you know gun control should be more strong and they should get mm. rid of assault rifles and, and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things I read was it's because of to- toxic masculinity. That's why you know there's been sixty. I think the figure was something like there's uh, been sixty five shootings in the past however many. I really weeks. hate that term. And and then they go and sixty four of them have been men or boys. Right. So therefore. The problem is, boys, so we need to, that yeah. needs to stop. And you go, well, <laughs> one, you're trying to rationalize insanity. Mm. If yeah. you believe yeah. that shooting a bunch of kids 
is insane, which yeah. you, I, I, I think is you have to have a level of insanity there. But it's, you can't rationalise it. You can't put it in a box and have an explanation. You just have to defend yourself against it. That's the thing, though. Like They're reframing a serious issue to be against the people that we should be helping. In the, mm. in, instead of blaming this toxic masculinity horseshit, what you should be recognising is that more men have issues with mental health. Mm. That's a problem. Even if it's just around that age range or yeah. just in that environment or just in the whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah the, they're creating a conflict when they should be trying to create yeah. like, a, oh, this right. is a study and this yeah. is what should be done. Like being accusatory is not going to fix anything. Like you need to look to the root cause and like it's clearly a mental health thing. Yeah, but it, it, it's the, the bigger thing for me was just it's just people try to make sense of insane things. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that they, some uh, things only, just aren't rational. Yeah, and like, I, I've got such a deterrence to that because I've, I've met, so, I've lived through so much insanity mm. that I kind of hit a point. Where it was like this is just insanity. There's no point me trying to figure it out. It's like it's insane. Yeah. The only thing I can do is learn to deal with it. Mm. And I think that's the jump that a lot of these this clickbait media stuff is kind of trying to feed into like you were saying before like um before you got into started meditating and stuff you'd kind of jump onto arguments because you had yeah. something to express yeah and as yeah. soon as you kind of like figure out how to Just, deal with those emotions internally yeah yeah you, you don't have that urge anymore no so as soon as you recognize that oh you're just saying this because of whatever or i understand where you're coming from mm. i've thought it through instead of trying to think it through in the heat of an argument yeah yeah it's just trying to do that and yeah trying to figure out whether it's because he was blonde whether it was because he was a masculine <laughs> whether because he was six foot three or whatever yeah it's like oh, you know you can do that if you want but you're just going around in circles of craziness that's just never yeah. going to end which is why it gets so crazy as to there aren't enough women and i don't know seagulls in dunkirk <laughs> than there should have been it's just ridiculous yeah but yeah then every now and then um some sense does come into the world um do you know where where is preston um, it's north of here. Um, it's past Liverpool on the M6. Fair enough. So a bit further north. Yeah. Um, a concrete bollard has been unexpectedly nominated for a business award. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bollard. Um, Fishergate Bollard, which is known for being regularly knocked over by cars, has become a local landmark. <laughs> The organisers of the award said that members of the public nominated and voted for the bollard, and 48,000 people cast votes to choose the finalists. So a substantial amount of people have voted for a bollard to win a business <laughs> award. And unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight to collect his award. <laughs> <laughs> He's still rolling south of the end. <laughs> um, to be fair, this bollard was uh, given... <laughs> to like. Be just to pass it over to the other side of, uh, of this <laughs> just to discussion. to see both sides of the argument. Yeah. <laughs> like, it does have a social media account. <laughs> so it has been putting his voice out there. Yeah. And it has been somewhat, you know, it's, it's been controversial views parody. about traffic safety. And- <laughs> no, it's literally just been like when there's been a, a hurricane or a storm. All right. It, the, the, you know, this has been a bollard, the, the, the bollard, sorry, <laughs> with like a carrier bag swapped on it and being like, we will always remember. <laughs> Storm Mary or whatever it is um, they said the bollard has always been overlooked especially by rail replacement buses <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, another finalist, Ed Walker, who was nominated for Blog Preston, which he edits, told the BBC, I've never been up against a bollard before, <laughs> although I know many drivers have. <laughs> Would you not be slightly pissed off? To come second to him. Here we go, here we go. So another person says, I wish the bollard the best of luck. It has certainly become a semi-regular feature of Preston life when it's not rolling down the hill. Um, some have complained that the bollard is taking the place of a local business and that inanimate objects should be barred from competition. <laughs> I think that bollard's trying to enter this competition. <laughs> Smash it, kick it down. Local councillor Martin Rawlinson tweeted, Perhaps you need a new rule barring inanimate objects from nomination. Bit of a kick in the teeth to local entrepreneurs. <laughs> and a local wrestling academy uh, complained, Fisher Bollard, Fishergate Bollard in the running for Smiles Better Award. <laughs> I didn't know the name for the award of what local business was Smiles Better. No. Um, for the Smiles Better Award. Um, is in the running for it, but we can't even get nominated. Why is this? We bring hundreds of thousands of pounds to Preston's economy and broadcast to the world monthly. So there's a wrestling academy mm. being overthrown by a bollard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what move that would be. No. The, the role, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Fisher Gate. Um, however, the Business Improvement District said in response to the nomination, that's democracy. <laughs> We got the votes. <laughs> so just imagine a town hall filled with wrestlers and a bollard. And there's a mayor come. <laughs> well, Welcome people to Preston. Have, people have voted for the bollard, not for the wrestlers. Boom. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. This is the weirdest town I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> yeah, local business award. Well, it's either got to go to the wrestlers or the bollard. <laughs> people walking outside just overhearing like, What? <laughs> What, the bollard's getting overthrown? <laughs> Beef up the bollard. Hit him with a chair. <laughs> uh, bid manager Mark Whittle added that the award is for things that people have an affinity with. <laughs> a bollard. Welcome to Preston. <laughs> yeah. We don't like wrestlers, but no. they're still here. But we like bollard. <laughs> Just this one bollard. <laughs> Well, you got a local charm in it. Like Stoke's got my favourite s- statistic about Stoke is still that it's the highest incest area in the country. Which oh, we still not been beaten on that. I don't think so. It'd take a few generations. Well, you're, you're pretty close to the beaten awards as well. So like, <laughs> domestic violence is probably pretty high, especially among families. Christmas, yeah, no yeah. smiles award in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> got beaten by Butler. It's much much further north. But yeah, you've got to have some kind of local pride, I guess. Do you have local pride? <laughs> no. No. I never had that either. Like, I, But I'm not patriotic either. I, no. I just... Yeah, it just doesn't hit me like that, really. Yeah. Like, I used to... Because I, I like sports, like, casually. Mm. But, like, I grew up around a bunch of local football teams. And, like, I never got Premier League but You would have had fucking patriotism. Millwall fans around you, wouldn't you? No, no. That's, that's a fair way away. My, my local one was Crystal Palace. Ah. Which is Eddie Izzard's team. Which is <laughs> but yeah, I never had any like people like losing their mind at like Man United winning or losing. Like yeah. I could never get behind that. But then when it got to a national level, I got more into it. Yeah, I think so it's easy to get wrapped up in it. National pride, I guess. I, I often wonder, like, 
I've got no interest in, interest in football, but I would quite like to go to a match. Mm. Like, to, to, I think that would be quite a fucking atmosphere. Well, do you think... Because, say, wrestling. Mm. I was say ice hockey, but I'm not sure if that would be the same. But say there was an England team of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the bollards. Yeah, England team of wrestling. <laughs> New, newly added team member, bollard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, if you got wrestling wrestlers, mm. wrestling people, yeah. wrestlers that you fight, you are, you root for more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, if there was a, and that's largely on the American stage, or is yeah. it also like a under, underground wrestlers? Um, yeah. Well, it's to be honest, it's gone so worldwide now that, like, yeah, there's people from all over the place. Mm. But that's still in the WWE. It's, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Like. Strictly speaking, that's the main company that I keep up with. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, if you're, if you're rooting for one particular wrestler, it would kind of make sense that if he had a long lost cousin who entered in, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, he's somehow linked to the wrestler that I like, so therefore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there'd be so, so yeah, I think that's the, the essence of it. But now just to replace that with a bollard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what. That's what's going on in Preston. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Now, um, I'm not sure if this is also national pride, uh, but China, you know, China. Yes. Yeah, China <laughs> is waging war. Waging war? Oh, sounds right. extreme. Against? On funeral strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It apparently is. Okay. Sense. I'm kind of sold on it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep people happy. The Ministry of Culture said last month that it was targeting striptease and other obscene, pornographic, and vulgar performances at funerals, also weddings and New Year's public gatherings. I feel like those three are very different. Yeah, that you can have a stripper or an obscene, pornographic, and vulgar <laughs> performance at a New Year's party. <laughs> like that seems appropriate. Even at a wedding, somewhat appropriate celebration of love. Yeah. Uh, but funeral around the grieving. <laughs> it feels mm. like that's a different tone. It's, yeah. No, well, it's, it depends who died. It might be like that. Maybe. That's what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he would have wanted porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the war on strippers at funerals has been a long one for China. Authorities first began clamping down on obscene performances in 2006 and launched a second campaign in 2015. How is this a thing? It's well, such it's a like, weird cultural thing. Maybe, but yeah, like I say, I'm kind of sold on it. Like um, Some communities in rural China reportedly believe that bigger attendances at funerals help to honour the dead right. and bring them good fortune. Right. So like, the but, more people at your funeral, the better, is what they're thinking. So, But surely it depends on the intention of the people that are there. No. Like, if you... <laughs> <laughs> but like... If you're... Okay, the equivalent over here, if you don't really know the guy, but you really fancy a buffet, mm. like, you're not there to honour the dead. Well, if you wanted numbers, you could just have the funeral in a Tesco and, <laughs> and be like, everyone here came to his funeral, so that yeah. means he's got good fortune. And if you were on the on the edge of like, eh, I don't really want to go, but, but there will be strippers, so maybe I will, <laughs> like... <laughs> but they've come to your funeral, so you yeah, know, it's one of those weird like side it's marketing a, it's like campaigns. A, it's a loophole. 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it, it's a loophole to the afterlife. Well, it's, it's it's the free sample system of marketing, isn't it? We're like, <laughs> yeah. have a bacon. Well, now you're in the sauce, so why not buy some barbecue sauce or something <laughs> like that? You've come for the strippers, stay for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> now you're here, honor the dead. Yeah. Now you're here, just start crying. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but some experts say the erotic shows pay tribute to fertility. There you go. Um, according to the interpretation of cultural anthropology, the fate is originated from the worship of reproduction, uh, media professor Kuang Haiyan said, according to the Global Times. Therefore, the erotic performance at the funeral is just a cultural atavism. I think if you're, if you're trying to encourage fertility around a dead guy, you're only going to get bad results. Well, that rebirth, isn't it? <laughs> that's as much argument as that needs yeah. just like you know isn't it yeah yeah it feels like yeah it feels like a 90s tv show where if they killed off a character another one would be born or yeah. another person would enter in and it'd be like oh yeah. look like when they get when, and yang. yeah when they get a new actor to play the same guy yeah was it coupling <laughs> coupling was a great series i think that they had you, the first what, three you seasons watched that? i'd never I'm, yeah, it was it was it was my version of Friends when I was growing up because it was like on just after Watershed or whatever. It yeah. was like adult yeah. themes or whatever. But yeah, like the first three seasons had the same cast or something, and then the uh, one of the main characters, if not like the the favorite character on the show, just yeah. stopped and started his own kind of Jonathan Creek show, I think. <laughs> and, but they replaced him Wildly with a different successful. actor who was exactly the same. <laughs> like, like was it like a kooky character? Yeah. And yeah. like they killed him off or something, or they, yeah, like I think the first episode of the new season was like, Jeff, what are you doing on the phone to me while you're on the phone, on the way to Barbados? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, Jeff, you're not coming back. What's the deal? Yeah. And then entering Oliver, who's just exactly the same yeah. basic character. <laughs> and it, that, that one episode was enough for me to go. But to conclude, in recent decades, the Global Times said on Tuesday, Chinese rural households are more inclined to show off their disposable incomes by paying out several times their annual income for actors, singers, comedians and strippers (laughs) um, to comfort the bereaved and entertain the mourners. (laughs) If your mourning is getting boring, (laughs) why not not look at Maureen (laughs) while she gyrates? (laughs) 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 Actors... Acting out plays. Did that say seven times your annual salary? Several. Several. That's just say like three or four times your annual salary. Well, you can't take it with you. Like, might as well just fucking spend it. But, oh wait, I'm assuming that this is the dead. Well, that's the thing. Like households are more inclined to show off their disposable incomes. So the family of the bereaved, yeah, are spending several times their total annual income to have a massive stripper well we comedian had eight singer. strippers <laughs> we had eight strippers at my dad's funeral <laughs> yeah. and two comedians who tried very hard to lighten the mood <laughs> what's the deal with caskets <laughs> i don't I, I'm, I'm not sure that crying people and strippers is a good mix it, it feels like it's a natural move Ordinarily, that's an incredibly <laughs> sad situation. <laughs> but just like there must be, certain, I, I think that stripping is is a joyful thing. Yeah, like people go to strip clubs to have a good time. But every now and then, there's someone who's going there because he hates himself and wants to cry. Not me, but yeah. you know, someone else. But they think. <laughs> 
Are they themed? Like, are they are they like co- death themed strippers? <laughs> well, are they career co- like career funeral strippers? Like, we only strip at funerals. Yeah, it's just our gig. You know, we like the feel. People give out more money. Yeah, you know, the pay's better. You know, the what, what? A couple of the people there are already stiff. Yeah, you know, half of our jobs are already done. <laughs> Always a good pub lunch after. <laughs> It's a great way to meet people, I guess. Yeah. 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 It, it's weird to work at a funeral. Like, it's always been weird to me. Like, when... Because like, I've, I've been a pallbearer a few times, like, looking at the pit, like, the undertakers and that. It's, like, it's a pretty weird job. And then to just broaden that with entertainment. Like, a karaoke at a funeral. Yeah. You'd be like, I get it. I understand. Celebrate death, etc. But, like... As a pallbearer, or as, as, as anyone working in, like, a funeral home, I think you would have interesting days, but you'd never have happy days. Yeah. Even if you were, during a service, you got a phone call to say that your child's been born. Yeah. You still, like, you can't show it. You'd have to yeah. bury that <laughs> pretty yeah. deep. Well, I'm burying this woman's child now, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but saying that, like, uh, the uh, the priest, I don't know, the who works in this church? Is it just priest? Priest, vicar. Yeah, the vicar, bishop. maybe. maybe bishop. The vicar's Probably not a bishop. <laughs> Pope. Right. Um, God. Yeah, like, uh, the funerals I've been to, there's, like, they've always acted somewhat as a stand-up. Been like just that kind of happy. Hey, thanks for that speech. Yeah. Like, oh, he sounds great. Yeah. Pity he's dead, but he's you know yeah. Whatever. And like trying to keep the mood somewhat light. Oh, it's the last funeral. But it's kind of the like. What's the intention? I guess is your intention to go there to get all of your grief out, yeah, out the way, or is it to kind of acknowledge that death isn't the end or whatever? This is a very heartwarming podcast we've got today. It's the echo. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, to be like, it's a tough gig. Like, I guess being a speaker at a funeral because everybody there knows this person far more than you do, and mm. they've been and and like they've been concentrating on like very specific memories of them for however long it's been since they died, <laughs> yeah. and now you've got to go up and tell them what they were like. And it's like it's like the last funeral I was at, I was just like this. The woman, the woman that was speaking was like, this This doesn't seem reflective of this guy at all. Mm, like, mm. Uh, but that's purely because I know him better than you do. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I spoke at um, a funeral relatively recently, and it's weird that people misheard me. Like, the people come up and said, oh, when you said that bit about he was my rock, you know, it's like, I never said that. I think you're thinking of Pitch Perfect too. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but you know, emotional people like hearing things that I guess they're wanting to hear or whatever. Yeah, it's like I never said that, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I think the, one of the things that the vicar did was try to um, negotiate music. Yeah, because like, like, <laughs> which gives me the impression that some people request violently, violently out of date music. Like, I want Darude Sandstorm to be yeah. played when I'm recorded that. It's like, no, you know, maybe something a bit more bit more light and you know keep keep the mood light <laughs> my, my uncle had disco inferno was the coffin was going down it's fucking ace and they played the whole song <laughs> burn baby burn <laughs> 
yeah, but yeah, it's inappropriate music, I guess. Like, try and negotiate it, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I get celebrating, like, yeah. Like, I could, but there's an episode of Six Feet Under, I think, where, like, a member of a biker gang dies, or, like, a biker group dies. Yeah. And they, they have his funeral, like, 24 hours of just, like, as if it was hosting the biker event inside the funeral parlor. Yeah. Which is, like, drinking and talking and dancing and that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, that sounds... That sounds healthy, mm. but yeah, there is definitely there's definitely a time to grieve. Yeah, I don't know if that has to be at the funeral. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've tried. I tried to avoid this as much as I could, but it kept on popping up. Apparently, KFC haven't got as much chicken. It's been everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> devastated. They were interviewing people on the news, and they were like, "How do you feel?" And he said. Hungry. Like, that's it. <laughs> Not hungry enough to go somewhere yeah. else. Meanwhile, right behind him, by the KFC, is a Burger King that's perfectly open and functional. <laughs> yeah, like an SFC. It's yeah. like Southern Fried Chicken. Just, just go there. It's got to be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Why is everyone so... Well, it's got... It, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's all just part of a joke. Because <laughs> people have called the police. <laughs> <laughs> and Tower Hamlet's uh, police tweeted, Stop calling us about chicken. <laughs> We it's know not it's a crime. We missed lunch as well. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? They said, yeah, they just said, please stop because it's not a crime. You know, <laughs> just eat somewhere else. Why would you call the police? Well, People the, call the police over the weirdest fucking but things. But this has got to be thing. It, the thing. The only, and I'm not saying there's no crazy explanation, mm. but the only rational explanation <laughs> is for the laugh. Yeah. Like, they're out chicken. I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah, you called the police. <laughs> yeah, all right, I will, I will. Right. Arrested. All right, I'll... <laughs> Something about a right to remain silent? I was never yeah. silent in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Wasting police time. Yeah, but yeah, this is basically... Yeah, so KFC changed delivery trucks, and the delivery trucks haven't been as good as they thought they yeah, were they going to be. changed delivery company. So, like, something like 50% problems. of KFC outlets ran out of chicken. Yeah. And so they've closed, and they're slowly opening up back, back up again. Mm. And so, the only, yeah, it's... One, I think there are genuinely people who would be furious yeah. and would yeah. be pissed off, but I kind of go, I can't deal with those crazy people. <laughs> so just... Yeah. What, yeah, they're, they're the extra whatever. They're yeah. fine. But yeah, people just taking the opportunity to waste police time. If you're Maybe ge- don't do that. Yeah, if you're genuinely devastated, you need to address some other issues in your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just that you can just learn how to cook your own chicken, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. go somewhere separate. Yeah, that's it. Slightly it's, different. it's people leaving work to go on the lunch and stuff. And it's like, well, just go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing about people getting pissed off when, like, the theme parks are closed because someone's been decapitated. Yeah. Oh, it's poor like, well, you. Just don't, yeah. just don't go there, then. Yeah. No, but I had planned to do something, and now I can't do it. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Like, things change. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's the, there, is a, there is a feeling of being put out mm. by the world. Yeah. It's, like, stuff happening that people are like, I shouldn't have to have... There was a thing um, that I didn't want to talk about because it seems so, again, stupid... But there was a, a woman did an interview with the BBC mm. because she did a trial shift at a restaurant and wasn't paid for it because she rejected the job after the trial shift. Right. And admittedly, this has been a thing that's somewhat, that's a bit cheeky. Basically, if yeah. you want to work at a restaurant, 
you do a trial shift, which is like an hour or two, mm. maybe four hours max. Yeah. And um, you get a feel for the restaurant. The restaurant gets a feel for you. And then if you like it and they like you, they go, right, when can you start? Yeah. Because a lot, because you need, you don't need a huge set of skills to work in restaurants no, or to work no. with people, but you need to have some level of social skill and some work ethic yes. in order for companies to want you to work there. Yeah. And they wouldn't, and if you didn't take the job, then they wouldn't pay you. Mm. I used to get I used to get my own pay by keeping the cost keeping the work uniform and you know I'd find my own shit. I don't they give you food I think was a thing yeah. they'd feed you for try some of the food have a drink do this mm. that's how they would pay you and she said it was exploitation of young people because she did a trial shift and she was offered the job mm. but the hours were too much for her so she said no and right. now she's like and they haven't even paid me right. it's like okay but you could have worked they offered you the job they mm. offered to put you on their payroll. Yeah. And you said no. On the one hand, I... So it does make sense. I agree. I, yeah, it's a thing. I, I do see a point. You should get paid when you work for someone. Yeah. Yeah. I do see a point. I would... I so think it is cheeky. is too far. But exploited. Yeah. Ex- like, exploited. That seems, yeah. That's, ex- that, that seems like... No, I think you just worked... You, have you never walked out of a job that you... Stood, if you, I've, I've done temp work mm. where I've walked in, started screaming and left. <laughs> and if I didn't get paid, I was like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I'd waited like four hours before I started screaming, I was just like, yeah. well, I, I started screaming. I waited four hours. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfectly reasonable amount of time to wait before you start screaming. <laughs> it really was. Um but I think I've, I've told that story before on the podcast. Mm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the yeah, it's the it's that again that victim side of trying. Like, I was exploited because yeah. I picked up. Like it, you can phrase it in as many insensitive ways as you want, but exploited is such a strong word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to say that you're exploited because you spent half of an evening picking up glasses. Yeah, and giving people food, and then you decided to quit. Yeah. essentially because if they were paying you before that means you worked for them and then you quit yeah. without giving notice yeah so yeah what well, it's the idea of yeah it's a bit extreme yeah I mean, like, <laughs> so calling the police on kfc and saying you're exploited because you worked for i don't know uh, cafe rouge for it an would, hour. but it would cost them more to do the actual work of paying you than that than, yeah, than yeah. you would receive because yeah. in order to pay you, they need to sort your national insurance out and your tax, and they need to send all that off, and then yeah, yeah, like like it's it doesn't yeah it doesn't compute. Uh, but I will I I would say um, that the company should have a responsibility of informing people whether or not they'll be getting paid for the shift. Yeah, and yeah. under I what mean, circumstances they wouldn't be. Because I've worked in restaurants, I I, I assume that already. But yeah, yeah, that was probably never the. But then I'd never worked a trial shift in a place that I didn't want to work. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, the hours were too long. I think they said, you may be required to work up to seven days a week. And you said, no. Mm. said, well, okay. But that's what everyone else is doing. And that's yeah. how we operate. So yeah. if you don't want to work under those conditions here, then maybe you should yeah. do a trial shift here. But it's so, never like... Yeah, when they say like you work seven days a week, it's never like 10 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, yeah. It definitely can be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I worked... I think I worked... But required, or did you just take those required hours? Required would be zero. Right. So that's a, there's a whole zero-hour contract, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think it was four hours a week was minimum, whatever. But, yeah, you would be rotated at... I, w- I was rotated mm. for... I think I did around 100 hours in a week. 
um, probably more than that. Yeah. Um, when it was busy. I mean, yeah, I worked a 48 hour shift, like straight. Jesus. From, and this, those are some of the more extreme restaurant stuff, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, but that's the restaurant industry again. But then I'm coming from a point where I already know about this stuff. And I think yeah. that she was like, she's like a student. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, maybe you don't know how hard some people work. Yeah. Or you're how coming regularly out of a very work. ideal little world there. Yeah. Like if you want to work in a restaurant nine till five, yeah. you're probably not going to work. Yeah. Because there are people who do do that, but they've worked their way up to that so that they can have a normal life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, don't call the police over KFC. That's basically my <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, I like this story. Probably shouldn't. It's a, it's, it's a toe in the water of the darkness, but it's All not right. that dark. But Darker dark. than a bollard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, a Colorado man accused of killing 19-year-old Natalie Marie Bollinger told police he shot her after he replied to her Craigslist ad, seeking a hitman for herself. Mm. So she put on Craigslist, I want to be assassinated. <laughs> this guy came along and assassinated her. And now it's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But before killing her, um, the man, Joseph Michael Lopez, 22, tried to talk her out of it. <laughs> Don't let me kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he told Adams County deputies, according to an arrest affidavit uh, obtained by NBC News, after he failed to change her mind, they went for a drive and stopped by the side of the road where they said a prayer together as Lopez knelt on the ground beside Bollinger and shot her once in the back of the head with a 9 millimeter. So he went there, he saw an advert for a hitman. Yeah. And he said, I want to talk her out of it. Mm. Talked for a little bit, <laughs> then, then decided to carry out the job. Well, if you insist. <laughs> um, Lopez said he replied to the ad because he had suffered from depression and suicidal thoughts when he was in high school and thought he could help. By shooting. <laughs> <laughs> So she must have... He went there to help. She convinced him through whatever means. Like, she, either she was really annoying or she had a really good point. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you. He was accommodating. This could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> Go to someone to try and help. Oh, well, if you want to burn yourself, I've got no problem burning you. Bang. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Bollinger couldn't be persuaded. This is the woman. Um... Telling investigators, uh, he said, so the gunman told investigators that, that she said she wanted to be executed from behind so she wouldn't see the gun and so it would happen quickly. <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty good. Um, Adams County Sheriff Michael McIntosh. What a name. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, Mike McIntosh <laughs> or McIntosh mm. said Friday when the arrest was announced that Lopez was tracked down through dozens of text messages on the victim's cell phone. And he said, well, there's a lot of data on that 19-year-old's telephone. I'll tell you that much. Well, topical, <laughs> topical teenagers on their phones trying to get hit, man. Um, when investigators called to arrange an interview with the gunman, the gunman said, um, the gunman made the comment that, I think I know why you're calling. <laughs> uh, let me guess. <laughs> Police phone up. This fucking amateur hitman. <laughs> I, th I think I think I know why. Shit, hitman! He tries to talk his victims out of it. 
<laughs> fails and then just carries on. He's either he's either he's either a great hitman or a shit therapist. <laughs> he's, now he's got a job as a hostage negotiator. <laughs> um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, Joseph Lopez did tell us this was the gunman did tell us that it was eating away at him and that several times he felt just like calling the police and confessing himself <laughs> well I was going to call you <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know what you know internet affects generations you know after us in many ways I guess when I first got like when I the internet I was in when I was growing up was LimeWire so that was like yeah. in getting music and <laughs> Getting wrongly titled and attributed music, mm. like was I thought that "Stuck in the Middle with You" was by Bob Dylan <laughs> for many years. <laughs> well, you know that Bob Dylan song. Uh, no. Yeah, the amount of time you spend like just retitling. Oh, it's you. Of course you didn't. I, <laughs> I, I changed. I, I made everything right and everything. Why? Like, because I I don't know. See, I trust myself more than that, Steve. Yeah. I don't because I wrongly attributed. Meanwhile, I don't know what Bob Dylan's done, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you would just download and then you'd either yeah, download. Maybe got back by Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Star Spangled Banner. You know, Bob Dylan. <laughs> On the Simpsons theme. You know, yeah. Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan's just the guy that uploaded it. <laughs> yeah. Or you or you download just like um, small samples of a song. That have been looped to be the length yeah. of the actual song. That was the first trials. Like, what is the point in this? <laughs> Someone's just made it so that you accidentally download something that you don't want. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, my God. fuck the world, fuck the world, <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the police. Yeah, it's my I'm life. Kind of move it around, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. It was just after Napster was LimeWire, I think. Yeah, I and Napster yeah, got Metallica's was... drummer all worked on. Yeah. Quite well, rightly. I think you agree with it. But it just seems funny that Lars Ulrich took the brunt of everything. <laughs> just, I, I believe you, what you said. But fucking, you yeah. know, <laughs> the whole world is targeting. It takes the drummer of Metallica to stand up. Yeah. And then I think they paid him back because every Metallica gig, they give Lars Ulrich some stage time. Yeah. Where he drums as he stands next to the drum set. <laughs> just drumming away like, I'm Lars Ulrich. <laughs> the rest of the band like, well, he stood up to Napster. So it's kind of what we have to do. Yeah. It's kind of like Hulk Hogan standing up for that porn video of his kid. Uh, I don't know that one. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I know like, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Brother. Yeah, like, he um, he got, like, $84 million or something crazy because he sued a newspaper for publishing a video of his daughter's sex tape. Oh, is it Gorka? Yeah. Your, I thought it was Gorka his sex tape. Down. Oh, maybe it was his. I thought it was him. I think because it was an arrangement between, between him and his best mate to fuck his best mate's wife. Okay. <laughs> And, um, Fair enough. And there was there was a weird thing about that because like um, WWE distanced themselves from him because in the sex <laughs> tape um, he made like racist comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you're drawing a very weird line here. Yeah. Like, but like I, I'm not sure where I stand on people being punished punished for things that they say in private. Yeah. Yeah. But, because well, it's not it, like you can even be like, well, you're, you're, um, what the fuck do they call it? You're, you're a role model or something like that. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a role model, but I was, or whatever in public, 
In yeah. private, I'm fucking my mate's wife. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw this thing, this pretty relevant, yeah, it's pretty relevant, um, where I think it was a leader of UKIP or a minister for UKIP or whatever has been asked to stand down because of comments that their partner made. Right. So this isn't, this is like, I mean, politicians is a weird job mm, anyway because yeah. it kind of involves your family. Yeah. But that's not what he stands for. It's just his partner said something or their partner said, I don't know, male or female, so their yeah. partner said something that was negative in some way. I haven't, I don't know what it was said. I just saw it. I was like, oh, politics, whatever. Yeah. But they shouldn't be held accountable to what their partner says. No. I was like, no, that's what they said. No. That's why. I, but yeah, there's a weird thing of like, there's that thing I've talked about before where it's not, you, people don't care about what's being said. Yeah. They are interested in what you think, what they think you're hiding or disguising. Mm. And it's just becomes, that's so insane. You go like, you can't predict what someone else is thinking or what they're going to do. Yeah. But that's the attitude towards it. So, like, oh, well, like, if his wife thinks that or if, or if her husband thinks that, oh, well, then that means. Though. I hold a lot of beliefs that Vix doesn't. Mm. Vix tends to be more kind of caring and compassionate than I am. <laughs> You're not. In general. Like, but yeah. she's, she's, more, she's more forgiving of people's fuck-ups than I am. It's, it's, mm. I suppose is the best way to put it. Um, and... Like, yeah, and you can't be two people who hold exactly the same beliefs. Like, that's not how any relationship works, whether it's a friendship whether it's or, or, or anything else. Like, I'm, Well, if two people with identical beliefs were in a relationship, they wouldn't be any better off than if they were no. alone. And to, but to pretend that that's what, how it should be, mm. like what should be the case is dishonest. Because the people writing that article won't be this, the same as their partners. And more than that, like I think some, some people feel like the opinion of the couple is what's important. So the couple discuss something. It's like, yeah. it's like a Christmas present. Yeah. If you were to get a Christmas present from the couple, mm. it would have to be arranged between the two. Yeah. So it'd be kind yeah. of like, oh, I think we should get this. I think we should get this. Let's arrive at this. Yeah. It's representative of both people. Yeah. And I think people think that as well as with opinions. Mm. And it's like, maybe in your... In your weird in, fucking world. Again, this is, the whole, this is the world where people want to sleep in a bed with their family. Yeah, we were talking about last week, and <laughs> yeah. you know, they have the, there's a whole different life. Yeah, that I think we're just completely disconnected from. <laughs> right, it's go like I don't. That makes no sense to me, and that makes no sense to me. Yeah, so I'm sure on the other. I'm sure on the other side, people. Here's some, right. My dog vomited in a towel <laughs> this week, right. and I can't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was f- half asleep, heard the vomiting, put. Picked up the towel, put some of the vomit, put the vom- as much of the vomit in the toilet as I could, folded up the towel and put it somewhere so I remember where it is. It's somewhere in the house. <laughs> so I'm waiting for somebody to have a shower <laughs> and like dry themselves off and be like, I'm wetter than when I started. Uh. And I smell funny. Now, to me, that's an understandable life situation. That's <laughs> just, that's perfectly plausible how that occurred and how it was handled. <laughs> And unfortunately, you've got your memory didn't remember where it was, so you just have to kind of figure it out and go on the hunt. Yeah. But there are some people who will go, "That makes absolutely no sense." I would have bleached the towel. I would have thrown the towel away. I would have thrown the dog away. I would have done whatever. Yeah. Why is your dog vomiting? Well, she ate something she found on the floor. So it's yeah. just what dogs do. Uh, I put a landmine down somewhere. But watch your step. <laughs> But that is probably very unrelatable to a lot of people. Yeah. Just as trying to sleep in a I bed would hope so. with all of your family. I'm just like, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. 
and I guess some people, yeah. I mean, but I it's know. like the fucking Waltons, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's that's still what politicians' families are meant to be like. Yeah, but I guess pe- people people live in their own little bubbles. Yeah, like uh, I noticed it when I, when I was growing up. I say growing up, so I was like twenty two, twenty three. I had a bunch of school friends who still lived the same life they were living when they were fifteen. Yeah, still going around to their friends' parents' houses and watching Alan Partridge. Yeah, because they watched it every week. Yeah, and it's just like I, I don't understand this. Yeah, and yeah. I guess if you then add in people who've been in relationships from then as well, who's got in a got a girlfriend or a boyfriend when they were fourteen and just still with that person, mm. they haven't experienced a lot of other aspects of life because they haven't had to, or haven't been motivated to because they've. Every Friday they go out for KFC. Well, not this week, but you know, or they go out and do something else, and it's it's a small existence. Not, and yeah, I'm saying it negatively because I perceive it negatively, but they can be happy and yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just how travelled do you want to be? Mm. Do you have to be in order to do something? Yeah, some people don't want a big world. They're happy with the the small one. Like I know uh, someone whose parents up until up until the day they died, never left Stoke. Mm. Like, with, to me, that's fucking awful. Yeah, but yeah. They were perfectly happy. Yeah, like, if you get a good group together, a good road together, or whatever, you can not yeah. leave that road and shop yeah. at the same supermarket and yeah. do all that kind of stuff, I guess, yeah. if you want to. Yeah. But then also, they were, they were like, an older... They, they, they were an, an elderly couple. So, yeah. like... The, and like the way transportation and the world is like it's it's gotten oh, a lot, yeah. it's gotten yeah. a lot more accessible for the rest of us. Whereas when they were, they, it would have never really like when they were a kid, a bollard couldn't run for me. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us now. <laughs> um, another one about fucking airlines at the moment. They're getting a lot of attention. I think because a lot of people feel like you can get a lot of money out of complaining about airlines. Yeah. Like this, people. What we had a hamster got flushed last week. People getting thrown off of airlines. This one, I, I like to think that again, it was just someone who'd had enough of their job shift that day, and were just decided to, all right, we'll deal with this. So, a woman and her boyfriend were allegedly thrown off a four hundred pound Dubai bound Emirates flight shortly before it took off after she, um, the girl, told her boyfriend that she was suffering from period pain. Beth Evans, 24, told her boyfriend that she had period pains before the plane left Birmingham Airport, describing them as about a 1 out of 10. Um, The air stewardesses overheard this, or the air stewards overheard this, and um, contacted a medical team in the US immediately and told Beth that she couldn't fly because she's got a health issue. Mm. And you could go, maybe they misheard her, or you could go, what were they supposed to do? It could have been something more serious. Yeah. Because if, I'm not, I don't believe this is the case, but say that um, she said she was having period pains and she went into flight, but it turned out to be um, a wound in her abdomen near her uterus or whatever. Yeah. And that, the, 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 the flight will fuck with screwed with it yeah, and, yeah. and made everything worse. Then it wouldn't be, oh, she said she had period pains, but oh, she said she had abdominal pains before she went into the sky. Yeah. Um, so, but <laughs> I just like the idea of somebody having extreme period pains and still going to work 
and having to smile <laughs> while this bitch <laughs> still I've got periods of pain too they're about a 1 out of 10 oh a 1 out of 10 oh well let me call the doctor for you <laughs> calls the doctor gets her off the plane go see fucking I don't know specialist and then then he will get you on the on the on the plane um but yeah, they uh, she's she's they're both pretty pissed. Uh, the passenger alerted crew that she was suffering from discomfort and pain, and mentioned she was feeling unwell. The captain made the decision to request medical support and offload Miss Evans so she could access medical assistance. <laughs> get off! <laughs> Just get one of those baggage handlers to come. <laughs> Just pick her up by the back of the neck and the trousers just like... (laughs) Put through an x-ray machine. (laughs) Um, We would not have wanted to endanger Miss Evans by delaying medical help had she worsened during the flight. (laughs) So again, it's kind of like, it does make sense what they've done. It's just been perceived as they're overreacting because apparently period pain is not something to be taken seriously, especially when it's one out of ten. Yeah. Saying, oh, it's only mild discomfort, she'll be fine. But you go like, no, if it was a genuine issue, like, um, yeah, if someone has a headache and the plane's about to take off, mm. you could kind of go, that could be a sign of something else. Yeah. And one, we don't want you to die. And two, we don't want to be sued for killing you. Mm. So if you've got a headache, that might be there's some uh, blood issues in your brain and that's going to be made worse when you go into the sky. Yeah. The sky doesn't like bad heads. Or doesn't like blood, so it's just going to fuck with you. <laughs> so, yeah, what's, what do people want to do? I think you either have to um, ignore people's pain when they're going to go on this plane. Do you, do you want that? Go, no, no, no. Well, then they should be taken off, right? No, no, no. So you're saying there's a grey area. Yeah, well, a grey area means you have to pick one or the other. So yeah. do you pick the safe side or the not-so-safe side? Always pick the safe side. Yeah, so, yeah, they're happy. Yeah. And that's not saying don't complain because it could be something real. Yeah. But except that if those are the circumstances presented, that's going to be the reaction that's mm. going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. The only other thing I saw was, yeah, the Florida gun shooting. The Florida state has denied um, considering banning assault rifles mm. and high capacity magazines um, after the shooting. Because there was a whole protest where kids came in from everywhere, and there are some pretty intense tweets from gun uh, from uh, from politicians saying, "Look at the children cry. You can't take our guns away." It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! They're crying because their friends were all killed. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's pretty bad. But the Florida state did um, um, state declare that pornography is a health risk. <laughs> not bullets <laughs> not, not, not that gun that killed not even that specific single gun that killed all those people yeah that's fine we're not going to consider that but you know porn the mm, thing is I don't necessarily dangerous. disagree with them it's just <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> and you've kind of got to give a little bit of leeway to be like the assum- my assumption is that it coincidentally came out that that was their declaration about porn at that at that situation. Yeah. It wasn't like their reply to, yeah. well, should we consider banning these guns? Well, have you thought about porn? Yeah. You know, porn's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe yeah. they were just... 18 kids shot dead today, so everybody check the sell-by dates on your food because, you know, that's a real... It's a real killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Yakol, that's just a grenade in a bottle. Yeah. Don't drink that, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> 
Pornography is a health risk. I'd agree with that. It's potentially, it changes the way you view things. If it looks subtly and well, whatever. It fucks, but... with you. it fucks with your risk and reward system, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so many people visit Vegas and play the slot machines after watching a good BDSM sesh. Not that, but it's like, this, it's, it's reward without, without effort. And generally that makes, it, it turns people into shitty people. If you get and like the the idea of um, of, of sex, the, getting the reward of watching someone have sex has become too easy, so people look for higher reward. Is that what you're <laughs> no, I'm saying that um, it stimulates like watching porn stimulates the same areas of the brain as actually genuinely having sex. So if you can get that without having sex, then it fucks up your your relationships with uh, with with people. It fucks up the way that you. Um, that you approach women, I guess, if you're single, if you if you if you've got a so particular particularly bad to, problem with it. So say you had um, McDonald's every day, mm. your appreciation of burgers would be less so. Uh, Similar, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've spoiled sex. <laughs> <laughs> you've had too much sex, so yeah. you've, you've spoiled it now. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Potentially. Well, yeah, there was definitely a different attitude towards sex before everything became so open. Yeah. So it definitely changes a lot of stuff. Which it's, I think it's closer to like, um, uh, you would, I was thinking of food. Did you, did you say something about food? Burgers. Burgers. Right. Yeah. So it's closer to like, um, to, to opting for fast food every night instead of taking the time to make your own meal. Mm. Like there's a there's a there's a there's a very different kind of reward system in your brain that's active when you're doing either of those right. things. And one is what one recognizes that you work for the reward, and one recognizes that you can just have the reward if you want it. Right. Okay. So it's it. it I guess it, it kind of it destroys the it's, work ethic of um... your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there is a difference between. Um, Buying a sandwich at Tesco mm. and growing the lettuce, tomatoes, etc. for months. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Making, you get a very different feeling of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. They're both on the satisfaction spectrum. Yeah. But the fast food one would be on the lower end. It would get you like the basic yeah. jolt. Yeah. And yeah. that upsets That's the scale it's... of how you interpret information. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just leads to kind of... I don't know, an unfulfilling relationship with sex, I suppose. Yeah, if you're like, well, this person has been fucked by my therapy octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I can't appreciate this relationship because I can go online and find a therapy octopus that will fuck anybody. <laughs> this guy ain't lived. <laughs> fuck everybody at once. He could fuck seven people and play a Game Boy. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I yeah, but it's the same. That's that's the, how you can describe the internet, though, isn't it? Yeah, like it's it definitely very much so. Like, porn. but yeah, you get that little jolt of do- like you said before, you got a dopamine hit, well, like a dopamine hit, but that little jolt of satisfaction by clearing a, a notification. Yeah, on you your phone. you get it. Like uh, like Facebook have had have literally had psychologists in for years, like to figure out how they can get more engagement. 
And all mm. that means is how can we get people addicted to this? Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. that idea of, it, it's the notification system. It's like, oh, like, click that, and there's a little dopamine hit. Oh, that's, that's, that's reward. I've cleared that. I get yeah. to see more information. And like, oh, look, there's another one. It just, it's just to keep you on it. And the same with the scrolling thing. Like, if we can interject an interesting story into their feed, and it'll just keep them scrolling and scrolling for fucking ever. Mm. Yeah. And again, it's just... As opposed to picking up papers and sifting through the shit things to find the good things. Going through the adverts. Yeah. Like you can filter out adverts or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I think it's the base level. The the base level. Call it a type of nutrient. Vitamin I. Yeah. Vitamin I. (laughs) Um, You get that little dopamine hit. You could, again, use that technology for great things like to teach people how to do. Yes. If you get interested, say you're you're having trouble doing maths. You could probably develop a nice maths learning app that has that notification system of training your brain. But yeah, people tend to, the masses tend to just use it for just to get that drug fix. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's really. The masses. Yeah. That is how you teach people things. That's how Mm. you teach anyone something. If you're trying to get a rat to figure out how to use a maze, you start off by using, by like putting pellets all around the right path. And then as time goes on, you put less and less pellets in and you Mm. strengthen the reward system and they learn how to, how to tackle the maze Mm. because otherwise they're just chasing the food. Yeah, so it's how much do you want to be just a consumer of that jolt? Mm. And how much do you want to use that in terms of... I've said before about, I think it was like Google Glass got banned because um, there was an app on it where you could see if someone was attracted to you. And that was like, oh my God, this thing's terrible, get rid of it. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, but if it can do that then it can also detect the early signs of a stroke or yeah. early signs of all these other medical stuff. If you can detect that kind of stuff. So isn't mm. it great? But you go, no, that's not how it's the majority of people wouldn't use it for that effort. Yeah. They would focus on, Oh, I want to tell who's attracted to me because that's relevant. Yeah. No, no one's attracted to you. You're going to die alone. So just sleep with the dead. <laughs> they have fabulous strippers. <laughs> you know, they have amazing comedians coming in yeah. four times their annual salary. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> dragons. Who has dragons? <laughs> Everyone's looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, Jim died. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> There's a Catherine wheel of strippers. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at Pulling Teeth Pod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.